Well, the, I'm Steph, and we've got Alan the G-Man here, and this is the BS Show number 12. Number 12, number 12, number 12. 188 more to go. And we are. And uh, I'm excited tonight. We uh, Last night we did our uh, our trailer and talked about how we met, and we talked about the Chinaman on the train. And if anybody you know is interested, you got to see our trailer because – our trailer is very, very funny. It's unique and, and informative and informative about a few things. And we can't make things up. You know, this is no. the way it really was. So I'm, I'm excited about that, that we did that. And we're going to be launching some other stuff tonight. And we'll be talking about the great reveal later on. But before we do, I want to pal up with Alan here. And Alan, tell me about your week. Oh, man, I had some. I had a few screwy weeks you know uh if you've been listening to me you know i had some issues with a couple of restaurants and um had one again this week actually uh went out to dinner and uh a local sports bar and i'd never been there before um my girlfriend had told me about it and it seemed like a nice place and they had the yankee game on so i was happy (laughs) i'm a yankee fan and so i ordered parmesan chicken crusted chicken with mashed potatoes, and I bought also ordered French onion soup. So they brought me the soup, and it wasn't hot. So I sent it back, and it wasn't hot again. And I sent it back, and it wasn't hot again. And I sent it back, <laughs> and I said, listen, keep your freaking soup ready. They don't have it on. I was a, I was a short order cook in high school. I started off in the kitchen as a dishwasher, and a guy who worked as the short order cook at night he would go sit in a bar and get drunk. And I was ended up being a short order cook at night. And then on Saturday mornings, I used to have to make the food for the whole day. You had these big pots in the back and all that. I made instant mashed potatoes, vegetables, and soup. And so I know if the flame's not up high enough, the soup doesn't stay warm. So apparently it had the soup not on the flame right. So I said to the girl, listen, you know what? Keep the soup and uh, don't worry about it. She said, yeah, I said, probably the flame's not up high enough in the back, whatever. So when I get my my parmesan crusted chicken with mashed potatoes now the mashed potatoes are cold <laughs> and i said i know what it is the pot not the flame on the pot's not high enough so the girl says you know i'll tell you what you know what i'll put i'll bring them in the back she brings them back and they're still not not hot as hot as i like them they were like lukewarm which i like potatoes to be hot and so i said listen you know what i'm not gonna make a big deal out of it apparently the guy in the back doesn't have the flame on right and she did the right thing she took it off the bill. She took the soup off the bill and she gave me some kind of discount on the food, which was the right thing to do. And of course, if you heard the story last week that I told the guy didn't get a nice tip, well, she got a good tip because she did the right thing by me. You know, and we'll, we will go back there. I liked it. It was a nice little place. Um, it was a nice little sports bar. The food was pretty good, except for the potatoes and the soup that weren't hot enough. <laughs> but, but the Parmesan crusted chicken, which was pretty good. So I can't complain. But yeah, uh, I have- yeah, I, I got you. Month, must be my month for restaurants. Well, you must have magnetized it to me because I went out on Mother's Day and uh, went to this Mediterranean restaurant and yeah. ordered uh, it has like a sort of a rice with chicken because I figured I'd never eaten this place, so you can't go wrong with chicken. I'm thinking so. I got that. I get my food comes to comes out, and right. and before it does, they send us the bread, and the bread is like such so small pieces. It's like half of what you would expect. I'm going, wait a minute. This is like a small portion. So now the food comes out. 
And there's the chicken on top. There's a wing and a, th and a thigh there. And I can't find the rice. I'm saying, where the hell is the rice? So I lift up the chicken. I'm thinking, it's got to be hiding. So what Under they did the is right, right. they hid it underneath the rice. Right. And I'm saying, man, this is not this is only enough to fill half of my stomach. You know, so I was disappointed because I felt like, well, gee, you know, th there's a the rest of the plate there that you could have put some rice on. I mean, <laughs> they, 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 they were running out of rice. So they, they hid it under the chicken. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was disappointed because if you're going to pay decent money for a meal, which is right. what, what I right. did, I'm right. hoping that I get what I want. Right. And I was like, totally, well, you know, it, it is what it is and was what it was. So will I go back there again? Probably not. No. No. Yeah. Like the place that I went, wasn't going to go back to last week. Yeah. But this place that we went to, the, I, I'll go back to, I like the food. The lady was really nice. Uh, my girlfriend had been there before. She said the waitress was really good. And she was, she, she did the right thing. She took it off the bill and she gave us a little discount and mm -hmm. she did the right thing. And she got a decent tip. I mean, she got a nice tip. So, you know, she did well, right you know, thing. There's a place that I went to eat the other night where I sang some karaoke and uh, food was excellent. They had the Parmesan uh, on the, uh, the chicken that we got, was something with Parmesan. It was wings. Very, very tasty. It was very, very, you would, you would like it a lot. As a matter of fact, we got to get out there and we got to sing a couple of songs and, and yep. add it to our show because right now I'm getting a, a, a posse, a, a, a uh, entourage and, and they all want to you're, you're getting posse not pussy well we're gonna go there well yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> which one would you rather have a posse well, or a pussy? if you were a transgender you'd have a posse <laughs> and no pussy and no pussy yeah exactly or a make-believe pussy you know <laughs> you might have your own pussy right not somebody else's yeah but anyway we won't no. go there no, no, we just did though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a transgender fender bender. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Pull up to the bumper, baby. <laughs> right. Right. Push, push in the bush. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah. Don't you back know, up. It, don't back up. No, no backup. That's exactly right. No backing up. Keep so your, what else happens? Your, keep your back to the wall. <laughs> Put your hands behind your back, yeah. not because you're so being you know, handcuffed, because you're going to so be you know how, you, know how, you know how we always pick on Michael K. And um, Tuesday night, the Yankees were playing the Blue, uh, the the Tampa Bay Rays, which they used to be called Double Rays, now they're called the Rays. And they they've given the Yankees a real hard time in the last year or so, uh, last couple of years. The Yankees haven't won too much down there, and so in the ninth inning. Uh, Raldis Chapman, who's the closer for the Yankees, he throws a ball and it gets past uh, Sanchez, Gary Sanchez, the catcher. And there's a guy on first base and the ball hits the bottom of the backstop and Karen's right back to Sanchez and he throws the guy out. And Michael Kay, in his instrument, in his great wisdom of baseball, who's been doing it for <laughs> I don't know how many years, he was a writer for the post or the daily news before he became the announcer for the Yankees, he says the runner should have known the carom off the base of the wall. Now, how the hell would the guy know the ball's gonna come right back to Sanchez? Okay. And then on top of that he says, but if the if the ball would have hit the middle of the wall, it would have never came back to him and the guy would have been safe probably. 
how what is the guy supposed to know yeah. that the ball is going to hit the, the bottom of the, of the, you know, the wall and come right back to Gary Sanchez? There's no freaking way. And you said many, you saw the play, yeah. actually, right? I saw the play. I was sitting there eating at that that um, sports right. ball that I sang the karaoke at, and I could see it. I couldn't hear it, of course, but right. I'm looking at it, and the, the runner took a chance. Right. If I was the manager. I would say, you know what? We're proactive. We're not reactive. We need that extra run because you can't score from first as easily as you can right. from second. Right. So for me, whether he gets thrown at or not, the guy had to make a perfect throw perfect, right. to get him, no matter what. Right. And right. most of these catchers don't have that quality right. arm. So right. take the chance. But so if somebody's not rooting for his team, those those guys are supposed to get on base. You know, the, the trendsetters, the guys who make the, the guys who make the big bucks, they, they, they right. got to get them to second base. Now, if you can't right. get them to second base, what do you want, a solo home run like uh, right. like right. Alex Rodriguez used to do? No, you want a right. home run with somebody on base when, you know, you, you can add the runs on. So right. for anybody to say that the runner should know, the should know. the backstop, really? In his instrument, I mean, just it was like the dumbest thing I ever heard. And then he, he follows it up with if, if the ball hit anywhere else on the wall, the guy probably would have got would never came back to Sanchez and he probably would have been saved. Well, no kidding, schmuck. But how's the guy? Listen, I was taught in Little League if the ball gets by the catcher and he doesn't block it in front of him, you go, you go, yeah. you take off. Yeah, which is what every manager will tell you. Huh? I, one second, I want to interject. Craig yeah. Prupis just left a yeah. comment. Yeah. Where are Alan's parents buried? Specifically, whose grave? I don't know what he means by who's we don't know. Grave. If it's, well, my parents. His mother gave me gave gave my mother the uh, the plots for my family, and we don't know if it was the plot for him or his brother's plot that my mother is buried in or my father is buried in one of those plots. We're not sure which one, but they're buried in one of the plots that either one was for him or his brother. Um, we're not sure which one it is, but somewhere in the cemetery. Beth Israel Cemetery, yes. So. Okay, because that's what he was asking. So we've got one person in the chat room. So hi, yeah. Craig, and uh, enjoy the show. Hopefully that, that answered the question. So, Alan, back to your story. Right. So, I mean, this is a, 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 ludicrous, a ludicrous thing for Michael Kay to say that the guy should know the carom off the bottom of the backstop. Like... <laughs> Uh, there's no way you would know that. And he said it because it was, it's a home, it should be home field advantage. Really? How would you know that? <laughs> How would you know that? That it was going to hit the bottom of the backstop instead of the center of the backstop and come right back to Gary Sanchez. And he was going to be able to throw you out from behind home plate. Really? Come on. One, one of the things I can tell you that I, that I, I notice a lot of people now are, are noticing the Achilles heels of that announcer. Yes. <laughs> Yes, well, it was in the post, and I, you know, I pick on him, but it's also been in the post many times. Andrew Marshan, who uh, writes for the post and writes about it almost every Friday or Saturday or Sunday, he usually has an article about the miscues of Mr. Michael K. You know, so. Well, I can tell you that he is now being watched very closely. Yeah, and he's a lot I've of money, so I mean. He makes a lot of money. He should do it right. He shouldn't shortchange the fans or even when he has his talk show to be condescending to the people that call yeah. in and patronize the show. I think you're not supposed to bite the hand that's feeding you. Right. And then he wonders why Carton and 
and Evans are, are beating them on uh, WFAN. I mean, Carton's no no genius himself, but some of the things that Michael Kay and LaGreca and, and Peter Rosenberg do on his show is just like, they were talking about J-Lo today and Ben Affleck, really? For about 10 minutes. Do I, I really, who cares about what they're doing? You they, know, haven't I, been around, they, they haven't been together in years. Is, is that not correct? Well, they're, they're getting together now. Now they're calling it, uh, <laughs> you know, they're getting together again after A-Rod, the A-Rod disaster, you know? But I don't care about, who cares about J-Lo and, and Affleck? Who gives a crap? You got to talk about it for 10, 15 minutes on your show? Really? The other day they're they were just... picking on, they were picking on Bradley Beal, the the NBA guy who's out now. He was the lead, I think he's the leading scorer in the league. And they're mm-hmm. going Beal, Beal Parmesan and Beal this and Beal that. Who cares? Just the guy's a basketball player. And he went on for like seven, eight minutes. Peter Rosenberg said, please guys, stop. This is getting stupid. You know? Well, and they even had, I... they even had Chris, yeah. Chris Carlin call in and say something, you know, it was just stupid, well, you know? I think that if their show was a comedy show, that would work. Yeah. But not for a sports show because you're calling in, you have the statistics you want to know about, what's going on right. with the team, who's hot, who's not. And right. they're missing it. That, that's really what, you know, when you try to interject, uh, like like, like uh, Seinfeld would say, you know, uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Like whatever it is, it's just, you know, it's, it's a sidebar. Well, no, right. it's a sports show. It's not a sidebar. Right. Right. Much to do about nothing? No, it's about not your life. It's about the team. It's about right. where they're going, where they're not, who they're drafting. Who they're not. I mean, I'm not into right. baseball anymore. Right. I know you're not. But right. I, and, and what turned me off was guys like Mike Francesa, the other guy, Mad Dog. And the other day, I realized why I didn't like it because I watched Sammy Gravano on TV and they sound like him. And I'm saying, yeah, you know, yeah. not that I'm stereotyping, but guys, you went to school, you have an education, and, right. you know, the learn right off when you're doing broadcasting. You have to have the right content. Well, they well, don't have the right content. You know what's happening now with WFAN and ESPN, radio and TV, is that it's becoming not a sports show. They're putting politics in it. They're putting Hollywood in it. They're putting everyday life in it. No, it's a sports show. That's what people want to hear about sports, basketball, I, baseball, football, uh, the horse racing, you know, uh, Bob Baffert you sports what. event, you know. That's what you want to I hear got, about. I got something for you. Now, yeah. I would come out of, I would come into the baseball mode to do right. one thing with you. Do a right. show, a, a sports show. And right. show these guys how it should be done. Right. Because you could be the color man and I'll be talking about statistics or whatever. And these guys right. will be saying, well, why aren't we doing that? Well, right. you know, you well, should be doing that. We, we, you know, so I look at it. If you're going to do it, do it right the right way. I want to know, you know, the, the batting averages of the people that are playing. Because right. if a guy's hitting less than 250 or he's not right. hitting his weight, he shouldn't be playing. Right. Or or if a guy's uh, not pitching well, you should know about it. You should know that, you know, he's only got two wins this year. Really? Right. Right. He's had 13, 13 times they send him out there. Well, next right. time you send him out, they send him out there with water you know, or Gatorade, you know. <laughs> right. right. But, I mean, they should be talking about, listen, Francesa thing, a lot of people, Francesa turned me off only because, it's sports talk radio, not yell radio. Okay, you're entitled to your opinion, whether I agree with it or not. 
that's you have the right to say what you want to say about let's say a rod or let's say aaron judge okay that's your opinion and i can give you my opinion but that's why it's called sports talk radio and they lost that sports talk radio because they don't want to give us person not all not all the people at fan but a lot of them they don't want to talk to somebody who has a different opinion than they do or looks at things a little differently the jet should have drafted this guy or the jet should have drafted this guy they should never trade you know sam donald well that's the guy's opinion okay and he's entitled to it whether he's right or wrong that's he's a sports fan and he's a passionate sports fan he's entitled to his opinion and you let him talk and then you can say you know what i don't agree with you and here's why i don't agree with you and that's the way it should be but francesca would get pissed off and cut him off and do whatever you know um and yeah, Mando I, I, the same way yeah yeah i didn't resonate to either one of those guys uh when, when they would be on I wasn't interested. I really wasn't. They they right. just uh, I don't know. Not not what I expected. There were guys in the early days of sports shows. Right, who, Art uh, Ross Jr. He was phenomenal. Phenom- right. and he would answer right. all your questions. All your questions, and, and he always would let you talk. And then he'd say, you know what? Here's what I think, and he would go on with his repertoire, whatever he thought. And and he was a, a excellent. And what was the guy on Channel Five that was um, sports extra? Um, Ross something? No, no, before him. Um, an older guy. I can't think of his name. He had Sports Extra on Channel 5, and he was also excellent. You know, he Leonard would, he, or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe. I, I can't think. Yeah, I think it was uh, Stu Leonard, maybe? No. Stu Leonard, know. yeah. No, he's one maybe. of the guys. Yeah, but I can't think of the guy's name, but he was on Channel 5, Sports Extra, at 10 o'clock on Sunday nights. And he would, you know, give his, you know, he'd give all the highlights and he'd say what he thought. And it was a really nice show, though. You know, that was very knowledgeable, you know. There was one guy on the fan, and I can't remember his name, but a lot of times he would do the the Mets or whatever. And I forget his name. Mm-hmm. He was, he'd do the sports shows on the fan. He would, like, do the late hours or whatever. And the uh, guy was phenomenal. I mean, he right. really nice, good voice, good speaking voice. He didn't yeah. sound like he was hanging on the corner of 8th right. and uh, right. 43rd. Some of, them, some of them are pretty good, you know. And they uh, they have some off times, unfortunately. You know, they, they fill in or they go late night. And, and they let the people talk. You know, it's not about uh, politics or Hollywood or anything else. They, they talk sports and they let people give their opinions. And that's what sports talk radio is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to yell talk radio. It's sports talk. Let the guy, let the fans you know, speak because he, without him, you don't have a radio show. So let him give his opinion, whether you agree with it or not. And you could say why you don't agree with it. You know, I agree. They, they, they fully turned me off on, on that, on that aspect of sports. I just, uh, another thing what they do that uh, I come to, I came to learn after a long time, you know, uh, watching it was the prognosticators where they, their predictions right. always wrong. They're always right. wrong. When you looked at the end right. of the week and you fact check, None right. of them were right. No. And they, then they somebody know, did. They know, they, they know less than you do, probably. You oh, know? absolutely. And I'm and I'm I'm seeing the uh, who's going to win this didn't win, you know. Right. And uh, just the trades that they said, you know, coming coming up next. None right. of those trades ever ever even happened. They were probably never even bantered around and talked about. It's right. like well, FAN and ESPN have become the sports betting capitals of the world now they actually have sports betting shows on you know uh draft kings uh, sugar house uh william hill uh bet 365 
and every commercial is about that, you know, and and they got shows dedicated just to the gambling. And then they say, well, if you got a gambling problem, call one hundred gambler. Really, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like the Jersey Lottery. You know, they got they got like ninety seven, you know, scratch offs, and and how many pickets. And then they say, if you have a gambling problem, call one hundred gambler. Really, and you just keep coming out with more games, you know. But if you got a gambling problem, you know. Call one eight hundred gamble. That's to me. That's like an oxymoron. You know, you're telling people they want you want them to gamble, and then you're saying right. you got a gambling problem. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It's just crazy stuff going on. So well, it's it's as crazy as our next segment. We're about to go into our segment here of idioms, idioms for idiots. For idiots. Yeah. And let's just yeah. put up a little picture of it. Yeah, you go. So, idioms here for we idiots. Go. My favorite. Uh, my favorite uh, segment. So in this segment, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask you uh, about 10 idioms that uh, we've come up with in our right. vault here. We got a vault right. of millions of idioms. <laughs> and, and, we found them. And, right. And in case you don't know what an idiom is, some people don't. So we'll explain it to you. Idiom is a, is a, a, a phrase that you say every day and you don't really know what it means or where it came from or whoever said it. So it's part of the English language that most people don't pay attention to, but they say things and they really don't have any idea what it means or where it came from. So we do a segment yeah. on this almost every 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 week, and we usually do about ten or eleven, and normally about ten. So take it away. Right Steph. now, we're going to start. The first one I'm going to ask you about. I'm going to ask you to uh, critique, analyze, analyze this one. Let's see here. Anyway, analyze this one, all right? Gotcha. Okay. All right. So the first one is burning bridges. So analyze this. Well, if you burn a bridge, you can't obviously cross it. So why would you burn your bridges? Because if you burn your bridges, you can't go over it, which is going to leave well, you in the water. Probably. Isn't that what isn't that what we did in Vietnam to lose the war? <laughs> we burned too many bridges, yeah. 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 We That's got we, we got our ass. We, we didn't we, we didn't know why we were there, I don't think. We got beat. <laughs> we we got burned too beat. many bridges. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge over the River Kwai got burnt. That's right. Yeah. Well, they thought they're going to win that war like you win it in Hollywood. No can do. <laughs> yeah. No can do. No. Catman. Anyway, Catman do. That's right. That's yeah. out there in the uh, Indonesia, somewhere out that way, right? India. It's somewhere in India, isn't it? India. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, every, every dog has its day. Tell me what the hell that means. I have no freaking clue. Every dog has its day. You know, I I mean, I've had dogs in my life and I put them out. I don't know if it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What day is theirs? I don't know. But oh, you, you, you got to go ask your dog and say, hey, hey Bobby. You what, know, what day uh, is it? What is it, day is, is it? it? <laughs> Today, Saturday or Sunday? <laughs> and the dog starts going like this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shakes his head once. It's Monday, twice. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Stamps his paw, you know. <laughs> Three times. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, here yeah, we go. Way. Number three. Have your head in the clouds. Well, unless you're Will Chamberlain or Shaq O'Neal, you ain't reaching the clouds too much. Or Manu Ball, who is 7'5". You ain't got your head in the clouds because the clouds are pretty far up there, man. Unless you're in a spaceship, maybe. I don't know. I haven't been in space, so I may get there one day to Mars or Uranus. I don't know. Depends on what Elon head, Musk wants to go. 
have your head in the clouds. It's like the Rolling Stones. Get off of my cloud. cloud. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Here we go. Number four. It takes two to tango. Well, you can't tango with one person? I don't know. Can you do the tango with one person? I don't know. Well, you have to hold on to somebody. That's what I think. So you have to hold on to your partner to tango. What if you have a blow-up doll? (laughs) (laughs) There's a story about that. I got to tell you. There's a story about that. I'm going to tell you in a later uh, segment of of our uh, episode of our uh, show. Okay, here we go. Number five. Yeah. Like like riding a bike. What else is what else? If you there's nothing like riding a bike. So what else is like riding a bike? I don't know. You ride a scooter. What? It's not the same. Riding a bike is its own separate thing. Which yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't what, been on a bike in a long time actually. Yeah, I haven't either. I'm uh, my legs are short for the pedals. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, before I got my before I was able to drive, I was always on a bike. And then once I got my driver's license, uh, it's like uh, I keep saying I'm going to get a bike and, and exercise, and I just never got one. So, and I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it when I was young. Well, li- living in a city, you got to be careful where you ride that bike, you know, because yeah, but out by me, it's it's yeah, still got to be careful out here. <laughs> people don't know how to drive, so. And and you're gonna have more people not knowing how to drive with the illegal yeah. situation, getting licenses. That's right. Dirty Scary. Drive. Yes, I want to know one thing in Jersey. Well, three things in Jersey. First of all, how are they getting? How are they passing a the written test? They can't read the signs. Okay, so how you and do they know how to drive a stick shift or automatic? I don't know. Do they know the gears? What they what they are? To reverse the R and the D and the N? Do they know what that is? <laughs> but the, and are they going to be able to get insurance? A lot of good. Questions. And what ha- and what happens if they hit you and they don't have insurance? You better have uninsured motorist on your policy, otherwise you're going to get squat. Yeah, this is this is an interesting time uh, in America right now. Here we go, number six. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just hit, hitting the nail on the head. I think you where did else, that before. Last where week. else? Where else would you want to hit the nail? What kind? What what other part of the nail is there besides the head of the nail? I don't know. What do you call the stem well, of the nail? I don't know what that's called. The stem? It could be. Yeah. Where's, the, where's the feet of the nail? So you're not hitting the feet of the nail because there's no feet. It's only one, <laughs> one like a stick. But I don't know what the hell I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. What do I know? Okay, number seven. Speaking yeah. of the devil. Well, how could you speak of the devil if unless you went to hell? Okay, and I didn't meet the devil. And I never went to Georgia, so. And why did they pick Georgia for anyway? Why did they pick Georgia? The devil went down to Georgia. What if he wanted to, wanted to go to Alabama or Kentucky? He could have. He could have. Could have made a U-turn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's in the same area, the same general area. So he could have did a circle circle jerk, you know. He could have done a circle jerk like the press secretary for for Biden. Yeah, let's circle back. Let's circle jerk back to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite words. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Number eight. Number eight. Weather yeah. the storm. Weather the storm. Well, if you're having a storm, you got to weather it. If not, you're not going to be around <laughs> unless it's a tornado and you're, it's going to take you with it, man. But you got to weather it, apparently. So just by take on that one. Yeah. Number nine. Number nine. Number, number nine. Yep. Yeah. Cannot make an omelet without breaking an egg. Well, that's kind of like, 
self-explanatory <laughs> you know how you gonna make an omelet if you don't if you don't break the egg that's i don't know can you can you make an omelet without breaking an egg i don't know i, I don't think I so think, i think that's mission impossible dun, dun, i would think so yeah yeah mission impossible <laughs> right yeah that was a good show yeah that was man from uncle wasn't it yeah yeah man from uncle. they're gonna bring them shows back i'm telling you yeah well, they, they probably good. do Nick at night or whatever, I think maybe. Uh, number 10, number 10, our final one here. Yes. I need you to analyze this one. Yeah. Without missing a beat. Or skipping a beat, whichever, yeah. Well, if yeah. you're not playing an instrument, why would you miss a beat? Right? Very a, beat true. Is, a beat has to do with playing the piano, playing the guitar, playing the drums, um, playing a violin, but... So if you're not uh, playing an instrument, why would you miss a beat? So that one doesn't make sense to me either. What do I know? No, every week, you know, we, we do 10 now. And yep. interesting thing is we kind of all say some things uh, out of the 10. And right. we don't really know the reason for it or the meaning of it, actually. And not only and, that, where to, where to come from and who are, and who, who are they who said that? <laughs> I never know who they are. You know, and are they all right? And are they right? And who made these? Who made these things up? I don't know. What somebody who had a, with our life? Huh? Somebody who had a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, did you make some of these up? Because you got plenty of time <laughs> on your hand. <laughs> Joey Biden, it's, I should say. It's yeah. Junior. It's a plumber, you know, the retired plumber. You know, it, it's retired just amazing. Retired politician who hasn't done anything in forty-seven years. And he's not doing anything now. now. No, not he's not helping a country out. That's for sure. He's not helping any other country out either. So, so you look at it five months, five months into it, and he hasn't done anything. Yeah, he's a disaster. I mean, <clears throat> you saw what happened with talked about the budget. You know, they wouldn't let us talk about uh, yeah. the stimulus package. I mean, they went out of their way to uh, to sabotage our show to talk about it. Now that show is up there. And I, I just say shame on you guys because the American people some at some point are going to realize there's no money left to be had. Right. It's all given away. You know, it's like being upside down on the loan. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a question. And if he's going to give out free education, I want to know if I can sue the government because I went two years of college and I paid for it myself. So could I get my money back? That's a good point. <laughs> Let me well, ask you this. The what? time in college, what you went, yeah. what you went for. I went at night. Did you, yeah. I went at night. Did you ever pursue that career after you left school or no? Uh, I went two, year at ni- two years at night and I went for accounting. And um, I probably should have got an associate's. I got like 48 credits, I think. I needed 62, I believe, to get an associate's. And I wanted to go back uh, after I retired. And the college I went to here in Jersey, I called them up. I said, listen, I'd like to come back. I just get a degree. I mean, I went through my whole career without a degree. Um, um, and I need like 14 credits. And they said to me, well, you have to matriculate. And I said, what? <laughs> you want me to take uh, algebra tests and English tests? And what kind of tests to see if I'm eligible to come back into school? I haven't been in school since 1982. 
1980, actually. I said, you think I remember past participles and algebra and geometry? I haven't used it in, you know, 50 years. Are you kidding me? I should, I said, I should be grandfathered in. And when she told me that, I said, listen, they guess what? I went without a degree for most of my life, and I'm going to go with, for, without a degree for the rest of my life. Get the hell out of here. What are the things I, f- I found interesting? I watched a special on the Rat Pack, uh, Frank Sinatra right. and, and his other four guys, and uh, <clears throat> every one of them uh, was a high school dropout. None of them finished school. Right. And they, they, well, they, that was a different time. That was a different time, too, I think. You know, but um, the point, the point, the point of the matter is, they were passionate about something. Right, right. And a piece of paper didn't stop them, right, from acquiring or, or, or realizing their dream. Right. I've always, I've always been good at numbers, and I probably should have been a, an accountant. I was very, very good at bookkeeping in, in high school. I did very well in accounting courses in college. Um, just that I had a full time job, and it's very hard to go to school at night when you're working full time and you have a small family and you know it's just it's very difficult sometimes the professors understood and other professors said too bad i don't give a damn what you're doing during the day or what kind of family you have you know this has to be turned in this has to be done and sometimes you just don't, you just don't have time for it you know it's just you you know you got a you got a full-time job you're trying to go to school you got a small family you're trying to take care of them help your wife take care of your family you know you gotta you know like in my case i had a house so it was a lot going on there, you know? It wasn't like I was just a full-time student and had a part-time job somewhere. I had a full-time job and part-time student, and I had a young family and a house I had to take care of. So, you know, I, I didn't finish. Maybe I should have, but I didn't. It doesn't matter. I got, I had a pretty, de- I had a pretty decent career, so, you know. That's the main thing. You know, you found something that you, uh, you enjoyed doing, yeah. you stuck with it, yep. and uh, you retired. So yeah, regardless a, of how you got there, you got there. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a job for 25 years that um, I truly loved getting up in the morning for every day. Not too many people could say that. Every day, I loved getting up in the morning and going to work. And a lot of people can't say that. You know, Sunday night came. It wasn't like, oh, God, tomorrow's Monday. You know, I, I really wanted to get up the next day and go to work. And not, I don't know a lot of people that can say that. So let know? me ask you this. On the, on the other side, on the back end of it, how are you enjoying retirement? Um, you know, I saw when my dad retired that it kind of brought him down a lot for the last 10 years of his life. He didn't really enjoy the last 10 years of his life after he retired. And I thought that I might be the same way. But I got involved with Lyft. Um, I got involved with comedy. I got involved with acting. And he worked seven days a week. And did what he had to do for his family. He had some close friends that were family friends, but he didn't really have a lot of outside friends. Um, there were five or six couples that my parents hung around with, and they were his friends. He didn't have a lot of neighbor friends because he worked a lot. So he didn't have a lot of hobbies. You know, I bowled. Um, I was in a bowling league up until recently, until my they put my second stint in, and the doctor said, you don't want me to bowl anymore. Um, I have acting friends. I have comedy friends. I got friends all over the United States that I've been in some movies with, small independent movies I stayed in contact with. Um, I've embraced it a little bit. Lyft, Lyft helped me a lot because it kept me busy and, and, and I was working every day. So it wasn't like, you know, I, I could work when I wanted to and I worked four days a week and took off on, on 
the fifth day and um, it really helped me out a lot. But also I have a lot more friends than he did and I'm more involved in other things. You know, he didn't have any hobbies really. So when he retired, okay, so now you're not handy and you don't have a lot of friends in the neighborhood and some of your, your friends that you were couples with as, as couples uh, have moved away. Um, so you don't know what to do with yourself. But me, I try to keep myself busy. Um, sometimes I think I'm busier now than I was when I was working, to be honest with you, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm always doing something. You know, if I, if I don't have anything to do during the day, I kind of stretch out my days. You know, one day I'll go grocery shopping. Uh, one day I'll go get my car washed. Um, I meet my best friend who, who called in Craig. I see him a lot on Fridays for, for lunch. We hang out together. Uh, him and his and his children, his two sons. I usually hang. We one of them was usually there with us, or his daughter comes down from Connecticut sometimes with her husband. Um, so we we Fridays usually with him. The weekends, if I have a if I'm with somebody like I am now, um, the weekends are with them. Um, I was helping a guy in a used car lot, uh, doing some running for him here and there. I have some other friends in the car business which I retired from that. Um, sometimes I pick up a car from them for them and they pay me. I'm still doing some private rides, even though I'm not doing lift. I'll take my friends or somebody to the doctor or to the airport that I know. Let me ask uh, you a question, right? Cause yeah. right now <clears throat> with the, the news, uh, the doctor Fauci's putting out, he's saying that if you had the shot, right. You, you can go around without wearing a mask. Correct. This is what, so this is put out today. Right. Yeah. So but I would, I have a gator that I usually put on. So I don't have to worry about a mask because the mask was bothering my ears and the gator, you just, it's on your neck. You just pull it up like you're like a stage robber <laughs> in the old days, robbing a stagecoach or the bank, you know, I'm going to play Jesse James. Um, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'd be honest with you. I don't know if I'm going to keep it on all the time or not. I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. Well, being I, I saw the Dr. Fauci thing today. I got something I'm going to queue up right now. And yeah. uh, so this is uh, an interesting piece. So uh, we'll check it out now. You can Fauci the faker. Yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll probably have more to say after you, you see this. Okay. I couldn't read the hat though. Get it on now. I get it on now.
Very interesting. Yeah, it, well, yeah, I mean, because, you know, at this point, you know, if you get the shot, and let's say it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you sterile, at this point right. at my age, you know, right. maybe it would have been a good idea when I was 18, so I wouldn't have had any children. You know, there's a funny story. There's not a, a funny story about that, actually, with me, actually. Um, at 21, I got the chicken pox. And I got them really bad. And I was in bed for about a month. I couldn't even look in the mirror. That's how bad it was. And when I got done with the with the chicken pox, uh, I don't know where I got it from. I honestly didn't. Um, I had to go to the doctor and make sure I wasn't sterile because at 21, it couldn't make you sterile. And obviously, I had two children, so I'm not sterile. I think they're mine. Anyway, well, I know one is for sure. I don't know about the second one. <laughs> the first one definitely is mine. The second one, I don't know about, but the first one's definitely mine. Uh, no, the second one's mine too. But uh, I did have to go to the doctor and, and have and be checked out because at 21, you could you could be sterile from the chicken pox. You know, my mother was scared shit. She thought, oh my god, I'm never gonna have grandchildren for my son. So she got them though. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing now with the, uh, the the people talking about the possibility. Again, there's rumors out there bantering around about the shot will make people sterile. You know, your dick will fall off. You know, and, and stuff like I don't know. You know, just, you know there's uh, a joke about that. You know, there's a joke about that too. You know, I told you that joke, didn't I? <laughs> I that you know that joke, right? I think I told it. Did I tell it on the first show? I don't remember. I think gonna, I, I think I did. Yeah, I got. I got. I'm going to tell it again, though. You know, I'm going to tell it again. All right. You know? So You're gonna tell uh, it now. Go tell yeah. it now. Yeah, Good. because you made me think of that joke now. So um, yeah. this guy sees his friend on a bench and the guy's crying his eyes out. And he says, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, you're crying like you lost your best friend. And he said, well, you know, I was fooling around with this Chinese girl. For some reason, the Chinese get into our, our jokes. I don't know, or part of our stories, I guess. Um, and I, <laughs> I caught the Hong Kong flu. And the guy said, what the hell you mean, a Hong Kong flu? And he says, well, you know, I've been to six doctors and they all tell me, they got to uh, chop my penis off. And I'm only 25 years old. I, I can't deal with this. You know, I, you know, I, I like to fool around. I like to have women. I like, I enjoy myself. So the guy says, listen, I tell you, I know this doctor. I guarantee he won't tell you that. So the guy says, quick, give me his name and number. So he gives him his name and number. And he calls the doctor and the doctor gets on the phone and says, doc, I got to come tonight. The doctor says, listen. I'm booked up six months in advance. He says, no, 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 you don't understand, doc. It's a matter of life and death. I got to come tonight. The doc said, listen, you don't understand. I'm booked up six months in advance. Please, doc, please, I'm begging you. I I, I got to come tonight. So the doc says, you know what? Um, I close at six. I'm usually here till about seven doing paperwork. So I'm knock on the door around 6.30, quarter to seven, and I'll let you in. So the guy is all excited, and you know he's, he can't wait till 6.30, and he gets up to the guy's office, and he knocks on the door. And, the doctor lets him in and he says, let me ask you a question. What is so important you had to come tonight? So he tells him the whole story. You know, I was fooling around this girl. I've been to six doctors. They all tell me they got to cut it off and I can't deal with it. I'm only 25 years old. And the doctor says, listen, go in the examiner room and get undressed, put the, put the robe on, you know, and I'll check you out. So he puts the robe on, you know, the hospital you know, gown on and he checks him out. And he says, listen, I'm going to go sit in my office get dressed and come in and see me. So the guy is half, he doesn't have his pants zippered up, his shirt's all disheveled, and he's running into the guy's office. He's, well, doc, let me ask you a question. You got to cut it off? He goes, no, nah, leave it alone. A couple of days, it'll fall off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what made, when you, when you said that, that made me think of that joke. See, now, yeah. now that you did that, I got to yeah. share one with you, you know? Yeah. 
this, this guy's yeah. having a problem and getting it up. And his right. wife says to him, if you don't do something about it, Harry, you know, I want a divorce. So he goes right. to the doctor, his doctor, I'm having a problem. I can't get an erection. He says, well, I got these pills I could give you, you know, and uh, he says, okay, fine. Give me the pills. Takes the pills, tries them. Still can't get it up. Now he goes back to doc, doctor, my wife is threatening to leave me. You know, you got to help me. He says, well, look, he goes, increase the dose. So he increases the dose. Same thing happens. So now the wife is really furious. She's got her bags back. She wants to go. So he says, let me go back to the doctor one last time. He says, doctor, he said, I need your help badly. My wife is going to leave if I can't do this tonight. He says, well, listen, he goes, the only thing I can tell you is increase the dose. So the guy says, all right, thank you, doctor. He goes home. He says, screw it. I'll just take the whole bottle of pills, you know. My last chance, right? Next day, the doctor picks up the newspaper and he reads Lady Killed by Harry Telephone Pole. <laughs> I had a feeling that that was going. I had a feeling, or you there, you choked on, on something. Yeah, I had a feeling that was going there. But anyway, so now we got a segment, which I always do every week uh, about dating stories. Because I got, you know, I was dating online for about 10 years off and on. And I got some really good dating stories. And this one is a, a pretty good one. Uh, I met a lady online and we dated for about three months and she was separated from her husband. Well, they lived in the same house, but they went their separate ways, according to her. And all she wanted to do was meet in a, uh, a strange location. I had to leave my car a certain place or meet her car somewhere. And then we'd go out to a motel because I was living home with my mom, so we couldn't go to my house. And basically the relationship was all about S-E-X. And after a while, though, there was no real connection. And I had to let it go because she would say, oh, I got to cut my grass. I got to take the, I got to take his car to be to be fixed. And I used to say to her, you're still attached to him, even though you say you're you're separate lives and you want to get the, you're going to get divorced when you when your daughter uh, graduates high school, which is in a year or two. But you're still attached to the guy because I couldn't meet you at your house. I couldn't pick you up at your house. You had to go to a, a separate town to meet and drop off your car. Um, you're with me on the weekends, but you couldn't see me during the week. So were you really separated? Were you really living separate lives? Nah, I don't think so. Okay. Were you ever going to get divorced? Nah, I don't know. So it was just convenient to live in the same house and you were still attached to the guy. And she didn't understand that. And I kind of break it off with her. So I just did. And we went out for about three months and I just got, I don't know, it was all about sex and I, I don't know I, I needed I wanted a relationship and it wasn't really a relationship you know and maybe that's just me I don't know a lot of guys wouldn't give a damn but you know um then I live with a, I met a lady online this goes back about four or five years ago and uh she had lost her husband five years before they've been together like 10 years and she didn't want me to see her her condo she said I haven't cleaned it out this stuff is still all around and I really don't want to bring anybody up there. I'm still kind of attached to him. And after about three months going out with her, she said, you know what? Why don't you come move in with me? And so I did. And he, then they were, he was a guitar player. He had, they had stuff on the wall, guitars and stuff. And I, I had no problem with that. And then one day we were together, like I lived with her, I think another four months. And one day she came to me and she said, I can't do this anymore. I said, do what? She said, I can't be with anybody right now. I, I miss him so much. So I said, you just decided that now we've been together now a total of like six months. 
And now you're telling me that you miss him and you had me move in with you. So she had a two bedroom uh, condo and one room was, uh, the only thing that could fit in there was her cat. So she said to me, why don't you clean out that room and live in there until you find a place? Now, there's something wrong with that scenario. You haven't cleaned it out in five years. You want me to clean it out. You want me to live there. And then you want me to move out. There's something wrong with that scenario. <laughs> so one day I found a place and I packed up and I moved. And she said, what'd you move out for? <laughs> <laughs> like, why didn't you tell me? She said she was at work and I happened, I happened to have a day off. She said, why, why'd you move out? Why, why didn't you tell me when you were moving out? Like, really? When did I have to tell you? I don't know. You you told me that you don't want me there. So, you know, I don't know. And um, let's see. I'm here. We're about oh. ready to do that, that great reveal. Give me one more. Give me one more. Oh, here's one more. Yeah, I met a lady uh, online. And she lived in North Jersey. lived in Livingston. We met at the Livingston Mall, which I had, I had never been to. I, I hadn't been there in years, I don't think. And we meet at like a Fridays and all that in the mall um and we're talking and everything's good and she she wanted to go to victoria's secret to buy underwear and i'm like okay on the first date you want to oh, whatever and so i was hoping i would see the underwear because it's pretty sexy actually and i find out later on from a friend of mine who knew her that she didn't she didn't like me because i didn't wear a suit really i didn't wear a suit we're meeting at a like a sports bar okay who wears a suit to a sports bar? I, I certainly don't, you know, but this is why she didn't like me. She thought I was a nice guy and, and she liked the way I looked, but I wasn't dressed properly, she said. Who wears a suit to a freaking, to, to a, the first meeting at a sports bar? <laughs> I don't know too many I, people would do that. I could see if you went to a black tie affair, just the way you would dress for her to be a little, you know, up, up, upset. But you were in the right setting to wear the clothes you're wearing, so I don't, I don't get it, you know. So, right, very strange, strange, strange. People do strange things. I don't know. <laughs> and then one more story before you get into your great reveal. So I met this lady online, and she lived in Atlantic Highlands, and we start going out, and I start staying over there. We actually went out for about two, three months, and I was with her usually once during the week, and on the weekends I end up staying over there. And I lived in a house with, um, at the time, with three guys. And one was an alcohol, actually two were alcoholics and uh, whatever. And she said, I, I think you're married. And I said, what are you talking about? I'm with you on Wednesday nights and I'm with you Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm at your house. So why would I be, how the hell could I be married? So she said, I want to see where you live. I want to see where you live. I don't believe you. I don't believe you're not married. So I said, okay. So one day, uh, both of these guys I knew were, were going to be working on a Saturday. I said, let's go. I'm taking to my house. I'm going to show you where I live. So I take her in my in my in my room, and I have the master bedroom, and the closets. If you know me, um, I got a lot of clothes. My mother was a clothes horse, and I'm a clothes horse. I got jackets. I got shirts. I got I don't know 25 dress shirts like I'm wearing now. I got uh, 20 pair of jeans. I got 12 or 15 pair of dress pants. I got like four or five suits, you know. Um, I got light jackets, heavy jackets, you know, you name it, I got it. Um, 
So I showed, I opened up the closet, I opened up the drawers. I said, well, how can I be married? I said, who, the, who, who could put anything else in this room but me? I got all the drawers full. You know, I got the closets full. There's no room. There's no women's clothes in here. So all men. So I had a comforter that somebody gave me out of the box that had flowers on, pink flowers on it. It was very nice. I had two of them, actually. And I used to put it on my bed. And I, it was very warm. They were very warm. And she said, you know what? I don't like your comforter. Really? That's what you're going to pick on? My comforter? Because it had to find something. She yeah. had to find something. Well... <laughs> This is the funny story. I took her home that day. We went, we went to dinner. I took her home. I never saw her again. I got, I got aggravated. Like you, 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 first of all, you think I'm married. Okay. You can't, you can't stick a, 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 a even a, a thing of hay in my, in my closet or my drawers. So there couldn't be a woman in this room because there's no way there's no, you know, the drawers were full, the closets were full and you're going to pick on my comforter. Really? So I actually left three shirts and a pair of pants at her house and a, and a, a duffel bag because I never went back to her house after that. I never even and called a, her after that. In a partridge in a pear tree. So you can't. You just can't make this up. I mean, these people out no. out there, they well, don't know what they want. Right. They don't know what they need. Right. They they can't get past their past relationships or their past. And I always say the past is your past because it's not your future. And you gotta let it go, otherwise you can't move on with your life. So these well, are just some I, of my funny stories. Now well, it's that's all very good. Stuff. Well, I got a couple. I'm only gonna, just, I'm gonna throw a teaser in here about yeah. it. And uh, basically, I'd like to see a citizen's arrest made. Okay, I'm owed twenty. I, I'm owed twenty-five million dollars for revealing. What I'm going to not share five, with you? Not the five million dollar man that was on TV at one time. No, I'm 25 million, but I'm 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 getting it back tonight because okay. I've got an official site to show who did the dirty. This is the dirty lowdown, and Dope. I will stand on this wholeheartedly. It's what I say it is. So I want once I put it out there, it's like somebody takes a dump. You got to right. clean it up. Well, that's right. They're gonna have. They're going to have to clean this dump out. Uh, this information is going to be found on the site, which I'll share with you in the video. So here is the great reveal. So thank you, Alan, for giving me this time. Go, baby, go. Things that make you go, hmm. You're watching the official Obama is Osama Network. All I can tell you, the site where people can find this is the official. I'm going to put it right there, the official. Obama is Osama, no shit YouTube channel. So the reason why there's no shit, because the bullshit is on this show, but the no shit is 
because it's true. So right. I may not get my 25 million right now, but I will make a citizen's arrest. I'll arrest this guy. I will. I would love to see him because you know what? He and Biden have screwed us long enough. And Chuck the, it, call Chuck the Chuck the Schmuck, Fancy Nancy, and backwards Biden, and Harris the Hooker. So. So, I am very very glad that we didn't get knocked off tonight, so no. I could share that. So. Right. Uh, the truth is stranger than fiction, and the, the why I released it this way in comedy, because if you try to be serious about it, people say, "Oh, he photoshopped that." Right. No, I didn't. You know, and uh, that station, the channel, the, the Obama's Osama, no shit, has right. enough videos there to convince you that we need to make a citizen's arrest. Enough right. is enough. <laughs> I want you to go back to Thailand now. Can get we, on the can plane. We get, can we get Joey Biden too? Oh yeah, we yeah, we take him out too. Yeah. No, they yeah, they yeah. can go out together. You know, dumb and dumber, you know. <laughs> you know, you know what gets me? People think they're gonna get away with a crime. Like you're an right. accountant, right? Numbers don't lie and liars don't figure. Right. They got busted. They got right. caught by a great researcher, which is me. Right. And I'm a comedy guy. And I just want to live my life and enjoy it. I don't want to right. go to another country, try to get asylum, refugee status, which is I tried, and they wouldn't give it to me because of Obama posing as Osama. I'm the reason that they had that fake body, you know, put in the ocean, no body to be had, because I was going to Washington to talk to the FBI director and put an end to the boogeyman. And yeah, uh, so now you guys know. Nose. Yeah, the hose up the nose. Yeah, so uh, you know the man is uh, is a snake oil salesman. That's what he was, and he's got to be called out for it. No, you cannot live the rest of your life. You're gonna need more bodyguards than you have now, bro. You know you're gonna need them more, and uh, you know and where Biden's to find me. Following, Biden's following in his footsteps. He may the, be the calling only, the shots behind Biden. The only place that they're safe is the District of Columbia, because that ten mile district is the only place in America where the laws apply. So if right. these guys walk outside of the 10 mile district, they can be arrested because right. the rest of the country is not under the rules of right. uh, what they did in 1871, passing that act. So I'm glad that I put this out tonight. Alan, some final words you got tonight? Final words is if you like us, listen to us. If you don't like us, don't listen to us. <laughs> Simple <laughs> as that, man. You know, we just have fun. We're, Two guys just throwing the ball, and that's what this is all about. And um, you know, we have some some subscribers. I just, we had a couple call-ins tonight, and um, we send it out to a lot of people, and we're just having a lot of fun with it. And uh, you know, you agree with it, fine. If you don't, say la vie. Well, this is number twelve. We're going on to number thirteen. We'll be back right. next week. And right. uh, Alan, great show. I enjoyed it tonight. Thank yeah. you for the, allowing me the great reveal. And right. I just want to say good night, sweetheart. Arrivederci. Amore. Shalom. <laughs> good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well,
Sweetheart, good night.